Hello, you're listening to season four of the Achieve With Me podcast. This fourth series is a special interview series showcasing interviews with some hugely inspiring women and men who have a thing or two to share with you about building your career and becoming more confident. My mission as a confidence and career performance coach is to empower women like you to grow in confidence and stretch your comfort zones to get to that next level in your career on your terms. Without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Achieve With Me podcast. I have a truly inspirational story today, and I'm really excited to welcome our guest today. Priya is a senior associate within Clyde & Co, specializing in property and commercial litigation. With over a decade of experience, Priya has advanced consistently in her career, gaining a wealth of experience both personally and professionally. Navigating a host of challenges throughout this time, Priya celebrated her diversity and continued to progress despite the adversity she experienced initially. I'm so excited to welcome you here today and learn more about this journey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for giving your time today. Um, it's fantastic to hear about inspirational women and we love to bring people to the podcast who have really advanced consistently consistently within their career. So great to hear more about it. Um, now, listen, it sounds like you have made huge progress and I'd love to understand a little bit more about what got you started? Um, it was, it's more of a personal story, if I can be completely honest with you. When I was young, I used to speak a lot and I was called Motormouth <laughs> as a child. <laughs> here she is, she's Motormouth. And one day, just while we were in the kitchen cooking, my dad said to me, you know what, you'd make a fantastic barrister. They, they're always, you know, they're always advancing arguments and they always talk and they've always got an opinion. So you'd be great at that. And it stuck it completely stuck that this is something that I could be good at because I, I am very opinionated and I do believe in putting people's arguments forward and you know we've got to be vocal about what we believe and I'm very very good at representing people's views so um it came from a it came from a childhood uh sentiment and it just sort of evolved into me taking the the necessary steps to become a solicitor so obviously I went away and got my LLB um did my training contract, did my post qualifications, and here I am. Wow, I can't believe that. So it literally started off as an offhand comment within your family, and then you really started to look into it and think, yeah, I could do uh, this. Yeah, I think it's a mind thing, isn't it? When someone gives you a, a piece of encouragement to say you could be good at this, you may not be good at it, but actually it gets you going and gets you thinking and it gets you to explore. And I think those those you know few words of encouragement from my dad meant that I explored something that actually did actually sorry that did actually end up being quite fitting to who I am as a human. So it was a very very good spot on his part, um, aligning the law and my personality together. Yeah. And I love to just, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but I, it, isn't it interesting to think, gosh, if that conversation hadn't taken place that day, you know, what yes. path could you have followed? So, yes, exactly. Exactly. I think um, a lot of people think that because you are, because, um, you know, 
I'm being incredibly stereotypical here, but we are a lot of people in our community, in the Indian community, are encouraged to do law, doctors, lawyers, be something that, you know, is going to be lucrative in the long run. Um, a lot of people thought that about me, that you're doing this because really and truly you're just following the mold. No, not at all. I did it because I was, um, I felt it was aligned to who I was as a, as a human being. So yeah. I think that's, that's a, I think that's a starting point of when you know you're going to be good at something. It's when it's aligned to who you are as a human. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So following on from kind of getting started in that area, um, what would you say the sort of biggest challenges that you experienced in progressing through that journey were? Um, I think the there's a, there's a number of challenges that I faced in my career. When I first started to apply for paralegal positions and this is just going back to you know post university days yeah um I actually remember a time when I walked into a, an office a law firm it was a very sort of small legal firm and I you know back in the day you just go out and give out a paper cv to people you'd just say hey this is me this is my cv do you mind if I just leave this in reception and I just remember someone uh, a male partner came out took the cv looked at me and said what is the point of you being in this game you are a woman you're going to have babies and you're not going to be in this industry for long and he literally looked at my cv and just sort of put it onto the you know just shoved it to the side and I looked at him and I just I mean I at the time I didn't have the confidence that I have now so at the time no. I, was sh- I was I was quite shaken and I was like oh I was, I was, okay. I'm so sorry I didn't mean to disturb disturb you I'm sorry for taking up your time but I grabbed the CV that he had sort of uh, flung into the corner and I left but it just that that's where it sort of began to that's where the cracks began of that this is an industry that's going to be quite cold I think mm. um following that I just I also remember a time when um I finally did get my foot in the door and I was actually working for a legal 500 practice um, doing personal injury. And I remember that there were two recruits at the time, and that was myself and there was one other person. And she was, uh, you know, you, you have conversations and you're both starting off at the same time. You're both equally nervous. But during our conversation conversations, she said to me, uh, you know, did you go to a Red Brick University? No, I didn't well, you should be very lucky to be here then. And I just remember thinking, God, like I've had this man say to me that I'm a woman, I'm going to have a child, I'm not going to be welcome in this industry. Uh, I've got this uh, colleague of mine who's now saying that I'm lucky to be here. And actually the the, the irony of that story is, is that um, she didn't actually make it to completing or even getting a training contract, I did. And wow. I think... I think that just was a bit of a slap in the face for her, for her just to sort of understand that you don't make judgments like that. Whether you come from a red brick university or not, your hard work, your, your, um, your skills that you learn on the job, how you flourish, your development, that, that's all to come. And that's not necessarily limited to just what happens in school and what school you go to. So I think that was another obstacle, which is sort of dealing with people's preconceptions of what what you ought to be and where you ought to have come from and obviously of being a woman of color that was another added obstacle which is that this whole industry when I first entered was completely Caucasian was completely male and um, to this day in fact um, being a property litigator I'm still surrounded by 
the majority of you know the majority of my team are, are male I mean at this moment in time there are no complaints because I'm surrounded by the most wonderful people and I have a great team and I'm very happy um very happy but uh it, it wasn't always like that there was a lot of um you did feel kind of isolated at times Mm. so fantastic to hear that you've got a great team around you now but I can imagine in those early days Mm. even when you did get your foot in the door after those experiences you know surrounding the CB and surrounding you know the other woman who was interviewing at the same time as you Mm. I can imagine that there was times in those early days where you did sort of question yourself I mean did the behavior continue when you did sort of get your first paralegal role yeah, sadly there was a lot of comp- there was sadly there was a lot of this going around. There was a lot of competitive people coming together, and you don't, I can do this, but you can't. You know, there was a lot of, um, I would say, com- competitive streaks coming out in people's character, and that probably didn't lead to a positive atmosphere because people felt really intimidated and just didn't feel that we had each other's back in the workplace. Um, but my my remedy ha- has always been uh, keep calm and carry on. Mm. And it's very, very simple. And I don't mean to be so oversimplistic about it, but it really does work because you have to ignore it. And um, something else that I learned along the way, and this is something that, I, again, my father always taught me, was that your action speaks louder than your words. So rather than vocalizing constantly, I can do this, I can do that, just do it, show it show it in your and and that will shine through your work when you're getting results where you're winning cases where you're getting great settlement deals where partners are going wow she's she's good let's 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 include her in our team let's include her on that case uh let's put her forward for that speaking gig or whatever it is that's going on that to me is proof in the pudding um Mm. of and that really does shut down the haters (laughs) so to speak yeah no it's good though it's it's great that you identified that and to be honest to have such a strong mindset so early on in your career Mm -hmm. is absolutely fantastic and and it's great to hear that you have that support from your family as well to kind of guide you along the way of you know this this is the best approach here and we talk a lot about mindset on this podcast it's one of the three (laughs) pillars that we we work towards and I think your mindset in this situation of, of that keep calm and carry on has obviously guided you you know a lot further down this path and been really really you know an important part of why you've got to where you are today and when you think about some of the other behaviors that you witness so for example this like hyper competitiveness and you know almost working against each other and I'm just curious what would you what would you suggest that, that the mindset of those individuals is uh, insecurity I would say I mean they're incredibly insecure they obviously don't have the confidence in themselves because they're having to exude this this hyper as you say hyper competitive streak and that just that just to me screams insecurity you're not quite confident you see I was a quiet confident person yeah. and that's not to say that I didn't have moments of insecurity myself or I didn't suffer from imposter syndrome because I think we can all relate to that um, but I just managed it I managed it in a way that was really productive and I didn't quite let people. And also I'm just not the mindset of being negative around people anyway. I just don't, it's just not my business to get somewhere in life at the expense of someone else. That to me is just bad form. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, their mindset to me was just, uh, I think it was just quite weak and vulnerable. And I saw that, I understood that, I acknowledged that. And I just sort of thought, right, well, the way to deal with that is to just continue with the positivity and continue to, 
maybe keep certain people at an arm's length, but also to have a, a level of compassion towards them because you think, well, hold on a second, you, you're suffering with something here and that's not, that can't be fun for you. So mm. that's, I think it's the understanding and the awareness around why people are doing what they do. Yeah. Makes you then and deal and strategize in the way that you do. A hundred percent. And I love yeah. that you said that. The two really key things are, first of all, identifying that that sort of behavior isn't linked to confidence, it's linked to insecurity. And yes. the way in which you described your behavior is, you know, mm -hmm. almost quietly confident. One of the questions I always get asked is, um, you know, I, I don't want to be confident because I don't want people to think I'm arrogant or people to think I'm a bitch. But mm -hmm. really, it's, you know, it's not about that. It's about turning up your characteristics and yes. being more of the person that you know you are deep down rather than changing and morphing into having to be somebody else. So yeah. I love that taking your point on, on what confidence means to you. Um, and I think as well, another point that's really interesting is taking the time to really understand why people behave the way they do then gives you that insight into, okay, well, I don't need to try and mirror that behavior. I don't need to try and fit in mm -hmm. with, within that circle because I can understand why that behavior is happening and I'm staying in my own lane. And yeah. removing yourself from that toxic behavior um, so that you're not constantly absorbing that and having that questioning you. Yeah. Absolutely the right thing to do. But mm -hmm. I'm curious, did that ever feel lonely to you? Absolutely. There were times when I felt very, very lonely. Um, you've got all these internal dialogue, you know, pieces of talks, talks, you know, conversations that are going on in your mind about how, you know, the conflict of do I speak up at this point? Do I lash out? Do I retaliate? Or do I just, there is absolutely an internal uh, conflict going on at these times, but um, it just comes down to managing the mind and you've got to be able to sort of say, look, I can't allow this to, to, to defeat me. I've got an incredibly, um, I've got a very, <laughs> Uh, below the underneath sorry underneath this sort of quiet confident facade that I put forward I've got an incredibly uh I've got a conquer mindset like you're not going to get this one up on me you're, you're, it's not going to happen it's not going to happen today well if it happens today it's not going to happen tomorrow there's yeah. my mindset I've got this like okay you you challenge me on something let's okay you won that one, but let's, let's go again tomorrow. And then I think having that conquer mindset meant that I stayed strong in my game yeah. <laughs> as every time something new came my way, uh, I was able to bat it off. Um, I kept strong. And I think that's what it is. It's a strong, confident mindset that one needs to have. And I think it's very difficult at times for, for women to, to have that because I, I do really appreciate the predicament that we face is that if we start getting too vocal, one considers us to be aggressive when a man is vocal he's considered to be assertive so it's it's having to sort of say to people well hold on there's a double standard here and mm. I'm not doing anything different to the person next to me yeah and obviously having to educate people to say actually no I didn't you know I'm not I'm not being aggressive here. I'm just asserting my rights just in the just in the same way that Billy and Bob did so in the meeting before and it's having that sort of again that confident yet calm approach to people and sort of educating them along the way are you sure yeah. about that yeah. yeah and not backing down and one of the things that I always say to people is approach um any situation where you feel there could be some kind of like confrontation or, or conflict mm -hmm. with either an air of curiosity mm -hmm. or a completely emotion neutral stance that's so it that's like, it 
yeah. literally stating facts. There's no emotion in your tone. It's literally a case of just repeating everything back. And that sounds like what you're describing, pretty Exactly. Think, 100% right, because it's when there's that heightened emotion within the tone that typically men, but not always, tend to kind of hop on that and say, oh, you're feeling extra this or extra that and that's when it can almost be flipped against you and it's just so so wrong when that happens Mm -hmm. because you know passion is often you know it is a really powerful emotion and when we care about something so passionately Mm -hmm. within our role and we want to get it right sometimes we can be quite emotional Um, and I constantly battle across the frustration of that with some of my clients who really really do want to advance in their careers but they've got this perception of being somebody who's you know emotional so it's a tricky situation it shouldn't be that way um but unfortunately I think that it is but things are changing that authenticity bringing your authentic self to work is becoming more and more accepted now um you know would you say that that's the case um in the company that you work for in terms of that authenticity being able to express yourself I would say so I mean I'm 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 a new I'm a new Clyde and Co member I am a mm-hmm. BLM uh I was BLM previously and I would I cannot say anything but good things about the culture that I've that I'm around it's just fantastic being all th- we are all very authentic and there genuinely is a golden team around us and it takes a while to get here you don't always get this this is an incredibly lucky position to be in um surrounded by people that listen that care and going back to the 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 point about authenticity authenticity does bring with it emotions if i'm being completely authentic i am an emotional person and so yeah. if i am being passionate about a certain topic i will own that and i will say this is really passionate. This is a passionate topic for me. So I'm just giving everyone the, the heads up that this uh, this is personal to me and this is why I need to express myself um, in a slightly different way. Everything can't be black and white and emotionless and and so placid. There are times when you are going to want to bring your your true self to the table and say, "This is actually really affecting me. This is my this is why it's affecting me." So I think owning your emotions as well, whilst keeping them within a sort of managed uh, whilst keeping them managed is mm-hmm. is fine in my opinion is absolutely fine we're humans at the end of the day of course yeah, yeah. and it's so so important I mean looking at cause we sort of started talking about uh, workplace culture and I know yes. I asked you a question about your organization but sort of putting that aside and looking at workplace culture as a whole um, yes. not just within that organization yes. you know I do see this evolving a lot to allow for more personal expression and that sort of thing and yes and um, you know I wondered if you had a take on what you're seeing in the rest of of, of the market or whether with any clients or anything like that if that workplace culture has evolved to a point where you're seeing a change in individuals I am I certainly am. Um, maybe that's because the people that, the, you know, the firm that I work in, they've got so many initiatives which encourage uh, diversity and inclusion. And we've got a hell of a lot of, you know, policies in place that will, you know, which means that we talk about Diwali a lot more. We, 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 we'll, you know, we'll have um, recruitment for just ethnic minorities and how we can encourage recruitment in that. We, you know, there's so many policies and I'm probably not the best place person to talk about all of that. But I'm seeing that there's a shift in people's attitude. People are wanting to learn about different you know the differences that we all have between us um and I'm, I'm hearing from my peers who work in different organizations as well that their people are there is a, 
a greater emphasis on diversity and inclusion now. Now, has it gone far enough? Is I mean, that's something we need to measure and keep on top of, I think. And I, I really don't know the answer to that. Um, well, I probably do, actually. It does probably need to go a little bit further than it has now. But we're certainly on the right roads to, to get in there now. Yeah. yeah. That's say. good to see. I think, you know, I, um, I've been actually conducting quite a few um, short interviews with lots of different um, organisations from various different industries over the past couple of months as part of my corporate programme. Yes. Um, I'm really trying to understand from their perspective, you know, what are they seeing in terms of challenges historically that have held women back from advancing and how have they seen workplace culture evolving in such a way that now allows or or, or positively contributes towards that and um, and some of the things that I'm hearing are all so positive you know really looking at trying to improve things like psychological safety so you know it feels yeah. as though there's a judgment-free zone and you can express yourself in which sounds like a fundamental but mm. goodness me you know some of the places that I've worked and um, it's been the last thing on the list so I think that there's definitely lots of good things happening but one of the things that I see organizations maybe not doing as well from my research um is measuring engagement in the right way so yes really revisiting back with people and saying you know what's your take on this What's your has your experience improved since we've implemented this mm -hmm. and what would you like to see more of so I think that really encouraging that feedback principle again perhaps the reason that people aren't giving authentic feedback is goes back to the psychological safety thing because there's a, a thought in their head that oh crikey is this going to be used against me further down the line yeah. I don't know um I think I, yeah. And I just got to say, as for solicitors, this is very much uh, the thing that plays in the back of our minds is this is a billable time. You know, yeah. me, me taking part in this initiative or me um, feeding back and doing this with equality and diversion, uh, diversity, it, it, it's it's cutting into my work day. And obviously, you being lawyers, we're so on the clock with everything we do. But yeah. I think there are a lot of firms now who are who are saying, that, oh, look, you spent, you know, two hours talking to Rachel today um, on this fantastic podcast it it we understand that you may not be able to clock seven hours of the billing today so we, we we've made an allowance for you to have this time to encourage these initiatives that we're we're all about so I think that's a good thing to be doing but I'm not sure if everyone else is doing that but I think that's plays in the back of people's minds mm. um, and I think that's why equality and diversity and things like that does get sort of pushed to the side a little bit because we're not quite we haven't quite uh, inserted it correctly yeah yeah absolutely and um there's a misconception about where that needs to come from and yes a exactly. lot of people think oh well you know it's the HR team's job or whatever um without actually looking at you know we we all need to be involved in this as an initiative so yeah, yeah really interesting perspective there and you know it is fantastic that you're part of such a supportive organization um Moving on to kind of look at confidence again then, because I think this has been quite a consistent theme with the discussions that we've had today. Um, now, one of the things that you talked about is how you've been kind of quietly confident and you've had this sort of conquer mindset, um, yes. which has been great. Now, I'm always saying to clients, anyone that I work with in the corporate arena, um, anyone that comes to me, I'm always saying confidence can be learned. And 
people are skeptical you know people are I think that they don't want to buy into that concept because they're frightened and they know that learning confidence is going to include leaving their comfort zone so I'm curious do you do you agree with this confidence can be learned concept and and has this been true for you yeah, I, I agree. I think it is a learnt skill. I don't think, I mean, if you are inherently born with confidence and great, good for you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but if you're someone that does have, um, you know, insecurities and you do suffer from imposter syndrome, but you have your, you have your moments and you have your days, then you've got to find ways to get confident. And that is a skill. And I don't know how one goes about doing it. It will be more, you know, more appropriately placed to sort of discuss that. But I would say for me, it was uh, very much an affirmation thing. Mm-hmm. I consecutively and consistently tell myself I'm capable. I am capable. Yeah. My results, my results speak for themselves. Um, my environment has been very, very um, helpful in that regard as well. I've had a very good environment around me always saying, you're great, you're good, thank you, well done. That doesn't mean to say there wasn't a bunch of people along the way that said you're rubbish or you're crap, you shouldn't be here, which I've already told you a story about. Um, but you, it gets overpowered by the positivity. So I, I always say your environment is, is key. Uh, there's a saying, I think it is, your, your, your tribe is your vibe. And I've had, I've got a wonderful tribe around me who are constantly <laughs> pushing me forward. And so in a way, you kind of just start believing, start believing it. Oh, I am, I am great. Okay, great. I can do this. I'm confident now. And that, and then it naturally, it comes naturally to you. So I think it's, um, it takes time, but it is a skill. It does need to be learned, but there are a few contributing factors to how we get there. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and it's great to hear that's been your experience. And mm. um, I think one of the things that you touched on was, you know, some people just do seem to be born confident mm-hmm. or actually confident. And I agree with that to a certain extent. But what I feel about that is that those individuals, more often than not, are, you know, going through their lives in very familiar scenarios. And when you put them in a scenario that they're not familiar with, Mm-hmm. that changes and mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't ever question that when we look around at our peer group and our immediate peer group we think oh, gosh you know Claire's always so confident well you know Claire's lived on the same street for 20 years exactly uh, worked for her dad's company her entire life and still only socializes with her school friends so yeah she seems pretty confident because she's always in an environment that's supportive and and she's got that certainty with mm-hmm. it's when we put ourselves in environments where there is uncertainty is when that we can sometimes lack confidence but it's where we grow um, it's where we become adaptable and agile to look at new scenarios and be able to almost retain a certain level of inner confidence about I'm not quite comfortable here but I trust myself to get through this situation because I know I've done it before that's exactly right yeah I agree there's got there's always got to be a level of humility in what we do which is there's always that okay I want to learn more and I'm not you know I'm not the star of the show I want to be the star of the show but I want to I'm still learning and I'm you know I'm over 10 years PQE now and I still sit tight and listen and learn every single day when someone uh, who is more senior to myself is talking you can bet your bottom I'm I'm, I'm making notes still yeah I'm jotting things down I'm highlighting as if as, as if I'm, I'm still a trainee uh, and that humility has served me well um, uh, and I think that you're absolutely right that people grow uh, not in their comfort zones uh, yeah you're absolutely right Claire Claire's got it 
Claire's got it good because she's doing the same thing that she's been doing every day. If I did the same workout every day, my body wouldn't grow. Simple as that. If I start lifting heavier weights and breaking down my muscle tissues, I I will grow into something completely different. So that's that's the only time to grow. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. (laughs) It's going to hurt, but you're going to grow. It's going to be completely painful, (laughs) but you're going to get a pleasurable experience at the end. (laughs) So yeah, that's amazing. So um, oh, we've covered all sorts of topics and it, it's, it's been great to have you on. I, I'd like to ask one final question, Priya. Sure. Um, and that would be, I, I always like to end sort of some podcasts with this, is what piece of advice would you give to a young woman starting out in the legal profession today? Um, considering what we talked about in terms of how workplace cultures evolved, um, in, in terms of helping her to progress as fast as possible. Um let your actions speak louder than your words okay um be the person that's showing up producing results be the person that isn't the the loudest in the room necessarily but the person that's got the loudest results because yeah. that is what's people that's essentially what anyone wants in a, in, a, in any work environment whether it's law or otherwise they want to know that you're really good at what you do and here are the here's the evidence and that that will just that will just mean that you can just sort of take a seat that you know you can at that point you can sort of sit back and go well now what can you give to me mm. if I bring this to you what can you bring to me and it puts you in a, in a position of great power so I I would say conquer mindset quietly confident loads of humility and let your actions speak louder than your words yeah great combination and I would add to that and say you know whilst you are producing these actions and producing this work is even if you're not the one that's shouting about it in the room celebrate it personally so you know keep a record of everything that you're doing and oh absolutely continue <laughs> to celebrate it and say oh, I've done this this week keeps building that inner confidence without you having to shout it to the world <laughs> absolutely I I mean my CV is co- I mean not that I'm looking for a good job or anything like that but my CV is constantly being revisited because every time there's an achievement or a feat in my career it goes into goes onto my cv and it just reminds me of celebrating as well i think celebration is key as well we do need to be we need to celebrate the small victories in life as well it's not just about the big victories it's about the small victories you know if you've got a really good deal today and you've settled a case that's good news that's great well done if you've managed to get through something that was really tricky that's that's good news you did it you've 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 grown thicker skin so uh yeah i couldn't agree more about the uh, celebration side of it wonderful oh fantastic well it's been lovely to have you on today um how could anybody find you can we share any of links to connect with you yep absolutely LinkedIn? linkedin is the best i'm constantly on linkedin and um i always post my details on there um so yeah please feel free and i work for clyde and co and my name is Priya Sedgepal. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'll include all that info in the show notes in case anyone has any questions for you. Um, but thank you so, so much for investing your time into speaking with us on Achieve Me today. It's hugely appreciated. And I know that so many people are going to be inspired by your story. So congratulations oh, again for your achievements. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you're looking for more ways you can increase your presence at work and accelerate your chances of success, I have something for you. 
I'm so excited to be opening enrollment for my program, The Career Accelerator. Now, this blends the perfect amount of private one-to-one coaching sessions and adding in some pre-recorded video modules that you can learn in your own time. This is really going to help you to be able to change your external perceptions within the workplace, have more of a presence in meetings and speak with more gravitas and authority to really help you to articulate your value. If you'd like to grow in mindset, confidence and of course communication skills, I absolutely recommend that you get in touch for a chat about this. You'll find me on LinkedIn, which is just Rachel Gilfrin. Or you can find me on Instagram, which is at Rachel Harriet Coaching. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening today.